What's up, guys? This is the Distance Theory Podcast, and we're back after disappearing for more than six months because Garrett was on his running uh, grind, and I was on my coaching grind. Um, yeah. But actually, we had like six videos that we were going to upload, and then my flash drive broke, and I lost all those videos. So that also kind of unmotivated us to do it for a while. Um but we're I feel back. like I, I feel like out of all the uh, podcasts that we recorded, we probably lost like eighty percent of them. Like, we had like three really good ones with a couple of our friends that we just lost, had to redo, and then we lost them again. So like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we made a friend redo the podcast because we lost the first one, and then the second one he did, and then we lost that one. So, um, shout out yeah. to what happened to the podcast. Yeah, that's definitely something we got to work on in the future. And uh, Ryan's definitely got to get a, a better flash drive than some broke-ass 99-cent flash drive he got from the dollar store. So, sure. but uh, yeah, we're we're back. And, we're back. Uh, um, we're better. Today is April 29th, Thursday. Um, Pre-meet vibes for both of us. Um, you want to say where you're at first? So uh, right now um, I'm in Jacksonville. I'm not really doing shit today, but um, I race the 800 tomorrow at uh, University of North Florida. Should be really good. Um, hoping to do some big things tomorrow. I'm in uh, heat two with a bunch of other fast guys. Didn't make heat one again, but uh, that's happened to me this entire um, this entire season. I've been in heat two. They never put me in the fast heat because the meet directors hate me. So yeah. Um, and you want to talk about how you've done so far this season? You had a you had a decent season. I mean, I don't want to push I've had, too much. I, I've definitely had a very good season as you know, a sophomore. Finally, it's been it's been long coming, to say the least. Um, but I I'll just start it off. Um, so I guess we'll talk about this podcast in uh, hmm, what what will we title this podcast? I'm thinking. We're back. <laughs> back, but also staying motivated, you know, because I'll just go into it right now. Well, we started out our season at Coastal Carolina, and I was opening up with the mile and the 800. Uh, I had just came off of another hamstring injury at the end of indoor season, so I didn't have a good indoor season. I raced twice. Uh, my second race, I kind of pulled my hamstring it wasn't bad, but it was enough to set me back and have me not race again for indoor. So that kind of sucked, but I really stayed on top of uh, working that out and getting it stronger. Um, and it just, it's paid dividends, bro. Like it really has. And uh, to all you listeners out there, um, whenever y'all are going through a tough time, you know, you got to just stay strong, keep working hard because shit can change in a matter of, you know, a couple weeks. So, but anyways, I opened up Coastal, you know, we were training through, through the, uh, through that week and uh, ran the mile on the 800, super ass, probably the slowest I've run in like, well, I wouldn't say the slowest I've run in two years, because I did run a 442 mile last year, <laughs> but we ran a mile, all of us collectively as a team ran bad, and we knew we were in much better shape, but I ran a 424 mile. Yeah, that was bad. 
Um, and I, then I came back an hour later and ran a 158.5 in the 800. Needless to say, it was really bad. Um, definitely not the way you want to start things out. And because of that, uh, me, well, personally, I didn't end up going to Raleigh Relays because coach didn't know if I was ready or not. Um, and that I don't know if anybody knows, but that's like a really big uh, distance race and distance event period. Um, on the East Coast, probably the biggest distance event on the East Coast uh, for hitting regional standards and stuff. Um, and so after that, I ran that crappy 800 and kind of just took a step back. I mean, I kind of had to evaluate like after those races, like what was I doing wrong? If I was doing anything wrong, um, I mean, this, it was just, like, I ran 158 as a sophomore in high school, like to say like me thinking of like I'd ever run 158 in college is like, I, I would have never thought that my sophomore year. Um, but I mean, shit happens. Um, I didn't, re I mean, I had to kind of go back to the drawing board and reevaluate everything, but I didn't really change much. I mean, I just kept staying on the right path um, mentally, I had a long ways to come, but physically I was in good shape. Um, and so long story short, I had a couple solid races getting back into it. The next race I ran 155 at, uh, USC came second. Um, and then the next race had kind of a breakout race. Uh, we had, uh, one of our teammates pace us through 800 of a 1500 in 204, 203. And uh, I won that race at NCAMT with a 352. Um, and then following week we ran at Georgia Tech, I double. well, I ran, I also ran 154.1 and won my heat of that same meet. And then we came back Georgia Tech next week and ran the 1500 the first day. And I ran 352.04, which was like a 0.9 PR, which is all right, but I raced like a pussy. Um, and Ryan's laughing, but yeah, I really did. I, I made some very timid moves. I didn't make any moves actually during the race. And uh, I raced very timidly. And so I didn't get rewarded with a PR for that. But um, in the 800, I ran a three second PR and I ran 151.3 and won my heat and came second overall. Um, and so I'm just kind of riding the wave right now. I mean, I'm in really good shape. Our whole team's in really good shape. I mean, our top four guys are all under 155. Um, and we have, I mean, we for sure can all run 151. Um, and then the 1500, we have a couple of guys under 350. One that runs 346 trying to go for the uh, regional standard tomorrow or today, actually. And I'm trying to hit that regional standard for the eight today or tomorrow. So. We'll see, but it should be a really good one tomorrow. So that's where I'm at in, at my point in the season. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. Jacksonville. Yep. Um, I'm supposed to be up in Jackson. Well, if things work out, hopefully I'll be in Jacksonville next week for states for, for Yeah, so for let's talk a, talk about your season because we haven't really heard much from you in the coaching um, aspect of things. It's been an up and down season as well for for my runners because I coach obviously. Um, it's it's been 
my athletic director was is a piece of uh i hope he doesn't know he's not listening to this because he's a piece of <laughs> but he, made us, he, he made us start late uh we, we didn't get to start tryouts until february so we were really behind compared to other schools um most other schools were allowed to practice january 15th but other schools practiced before that so we were really behind and like our first two or three meets were just like embarrassingly bad like just just really bad um honestly i think that's kind of been a a, a repeat thing for a lot of a lot of, like like i said i started out the season t- like really slow and honestly it looked pretty shaky from the start but um you'll explain now but it gets better as as we go along so yeah i mean there um I don't want to like put any names out there, but there's been some big, there's been some really big PRs throughout the season for my kids. Um, and then there's been some kids that still haven't ran the PRs that they should. Um, but I'm hoping tomorrow they're going to run those times that they should. And I think they can. Um, I pretty much have every event uh, that I coach running 400, 800, two mile. No, oh, my girls, one of my girls ran the mile, but um my boy that who should have qualified didn't qualify and that's gonna piss me off for a long time but it is yeah it was a bit disappointing but i mean um but and then the four by eight uh so tomorrow should be exciting where we don't really have no one expects us really to do anything much but if we can get some big prs and maybe if i can just have one athlete sneak into the state meet that would be a huge um accomplishment for me this year um and so real quick how does Cause I mean, I know oh, we yeah, both yeah, know, but how? Do, so how does the regional standard go? Um, so it's top two to the state meet, and then the next best eight out of the, out of the four regions. It okay. used to be top four, and then the next best eight. So it used to be basically the top twenty four kids. Now it's the top sixteen kids. Which, and I'll I'll tell you right now, that's probably the dumbest thing they could have done because. And like, dude, these college meets are huge. Like this one that we're running at right now is huge. Even some high school races are still really big. And they like, it's like, bro, the COVID thing is not going away. Like it's, it's not, it doesn't affect our sport that much, but whatever. Doing that is really messing up the chance for a lot of kids to PR and honestly go to college. Cause my junior year, I came fifth in the 800 and the mile. If I wouldn't have made the state mile, I wouldn't have had an eight second PR. And I wouldn't have got looked at by a couple of coaches, you know? Yeah, it's the season. Like, I wasn't going to – I was thinking about not coaching next year, and I am going to be coaching next year. And one of the main reasons why is I just feel like I didn't get the normal season. And obviously, there's no excuses, which we've talked about, you know, just because yeah. we started late. But um, I just feel like my kids can do so much more, um, the ones that are coming back. But, yeah, I mean – yeah, I don't. I don't even know. I'm just hopefully tomorrow works out, like you know, and get some big PRs and and focus on what's next. I mean, hopefully make the state meet. If we don't, then just focus on cross country and and maybe doing summer track, which I'm not a big fan of, but I kind of yeah. have to do it this year. Um, but it's been a great year overall. I've learned so much. Um, I was really only a mile two mile coach at first. I've now really learned 800 on a whole nother level and even the 400 and even the 400 yeah which i never thought (laughs) a day i'd ever work with a 400 kid which i have and he qualified the regionals which was big Um, yeah i got uh, coming from a guy that's never broken probably could have never broken 60 ever (laughs) 
crazy shit, man. Fuck you. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I think I did hit 58 one day in practice. I felt good that day. Um, yeah, okay. That was hand-timed. You started your watch two seconds late. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it's definitely been... I've learned a lot this year, a lot from the 400-800 side, which I think is making me a better coach. Um, I was telling you before, I signed up for USATF Level 2, so I'm going to learn a lot from there. Um, hoping I can work with some uh, really good coaches in the summer from other schools. Um, and yeah, that's kind of what I've been up to. And I just want to continue this coaching grind and see if we can do the podcast more consistently, hopefully. Oh, well, yeah. We will. Now, we will, I mean, sure. now that's now that school's over, man, I don't have shit to do. So kind of so. just been floating around the past couple of days. Well, I've only been done with school as of Tuesday. So and it's Thursday today. Um. And moving forward with me, so we have conference uh, a week from now. No, a week and a half from now. So our conference starts May 10th on Monday. And hopefully um, they can, ex- like the NCAA reinstates the whole 48 go to the East instead of 32. So if it's 32, I uh, it'll be really hard for me to make their regionals for the 800 but we'll see i mean anything can happen man it, you never know I, I i never like to put limits on on myself or others but yeah i mean it's i i think i've i mean i i know i'm in the best shape i've ever been in and uh yeah i've got that speed back under me so you never know what can happen but um if i don't make regionals then i guess my season ends after that um, after conference and yeah um when i go back home i will have a ton of people to train with uh so that that'll be really good because i've ne- i mean in the summer in the past i haven't really had much people to train with so that'll be nice um no i wasn't planning on this part but maybe you can help out just a quick two minutes of this is i think 80% of the kids right now high schoolers still don't know where they're going to go for running or they have might have a chance to run. Um, obviously, the season's, you know, cutting short or, you know, it's about to end. What would be kind of your advice right now? I mean, I know you got to commit early, but, you know, you had friends that didn't commit until May, you know, or yeah. decide where they're going at least. Well, um, advice, I mean, just reach out to those coaches. The, sometimes the – I mean – it's not like this sport isn't like football. Like coaches aren't just going to reach out to you. And even if you're a four sub four twenty miler right now, coaches aren't going to reach out to you unless you reach out to them first. I mean, you might hear from a couple coaches, but you, you, you have to do your own recruitment process. Like it, your head coach can only talk so much. I mean, times say a lot more than, you know, as far as like in, in track and field rather than football where, you kind of have to talk up a, an athlete or whatever. you run a time, you run a time. It is what it is. So, I mean, obviously you can't be a terrible person. Um, but if you get into contact with a coach because you run a fast time, they'll learn about you. So, And like, I follow a lot of college coaches on Twitter and stuff, and they're still looking for athletes. I'm not saying they're going to give you a full scholarship, but if you reach out to them, most, I mean, some of them won't respond would, because they're assholes, but other coaches are able to respond. I would say that um, there are a lot of 
there are like most programs don't have full scholarships to give out for one to begin with and especially this, this late yeah especially this late now they really don't but you never know a coach could really like find interest in you and think you're you know the the ideal athlete for them and they might give you a good scholarship or maybe even a full scholarship you never know and if not and it, it, it never hurts to send an email to a coach and if not you can walk on and maybe potentially later on get something or or you just get it academically and that's what one of my runners is doing he's pretty much going to run out of school and academics are going to pay off his tuition so yes i hope i hope to any high school athletes listening to this that you guys have good sat scores and a good gpa to go along with it because that will take you a long way you'll save a lot especially especially running in state if you're if you want to go to any in-state schools and walk onto a team or just run for a program then those academics will take you a long way with bright futures you get 100 percent tuition coverage if you have what is it like a 1250 it's okay. around there i'm not sure it's like exactly. a 1250 sat and like a 3.5 or something mm-hmm. which is so easy to get in high school like it's so easy I don't know, it's, it's not easy. so it's not super it's, easy it's, but it's if possible you, if you tried in high school then yes yeah. it is easy so yeah that's all i have i mean it's pretty late in the year so but like i said if you're on the if you're on the edge of thinking whether or not you want to run in college send those emails why not like you have nothing to lose i mean trust me after it when you stop running you're gonna realize you're gonna have a void in your life that you need to fill with something so um all you have to do is just google schools put track blah 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 university and the coach's email it's really easy to find their their and you never like, like i said if you don't know if you don't think you're fit to run in college you never know take a chance train the summer show up run i mean if you don't want to run after a season of running, don't you know you don't have to keep running. But and and that's a common thing. We have so many friends where they would do it for one season. They're like, "This isn't for me," and that's fine. It's, you know, it is totally fine. And and I mean, I've known plenty of people that have stopped running. I mean, it, it's the NCAA is just like it's that statistic. It's some statistic I used to look at. It's like. Only like two, one or two percent of high school athletes go on to compete in NCAA. Well, it, it's even less it that LCAA, stay. Yeah. It's even less uh, when it comes to people that actually stay in NCAA and keep competing throughout their whole four years. It, it takes a really special kid to you know still compete all four years and even beyond that, maybe their grad year or whatever. But um, not to say that you know you guys aren't fit for that, but. Like I was saying, if if you don't want to run after a year, you don't have to run. It's not built for everybody, but you might as well take a shot at it. You you never know. There are kids that run. I don't know that barely break seventeen or or were above average, but not super talented athletes in high school that go on to be NCAA qualifiers in in college, which is way better than a state championship in high school, and then vice versa. There are state champions that go to college and they realize that running isn't for them and they don't go the next level, you know? So really yep. interesting when you think about it, but. Um, you have anything else for that? No, I mean, just basically you don't have to, you don't have to be a state champion, champion to go to college. 
you'll see that once you, once you get to college and start competing or you meet your teammates, I think we had like three or four state champs on our team alone. I think even more now, probably like five or six. Like it doesn't mean anything when you get to college. Not to put you down for like getting a state championship at high school is a elite thing, but once you get to college, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So, and also too, I was looking yesterday. No disrespect to any other region states, but like some of the other region states, their times are not that special. You know what I mean? Like just because you're. Well, yeah, ch- especially winning a, a a state championship in Florida is like that's saying a lot. But even then, yeah. But even then, then like you got bigger fish in in the pond, like states like Texas, Cali, where shit, even a four ten doesn't guarantee you a fucking state championship. Yeah. Hell, even even Florida, even four A. So not, might not even be top three this year. So yeah, it's really crazy, bro. But um, but yeah, I mean, is that all you had to say? Yeah, I mean, just catching up with everybody, um, you know. I just want to, we're gonna try to make our episode or makes more of our episodes a little shorter just because like the hour and a half is a little too much but we're gonna try to do more yeah. content with just shorter length episodes um so this episode should be out either today or tomorrow and then we're gonna do another episode talking about just preparing for regional state meet just the big kind of college meets I don't know just you know those high yeah. high stake meets so yeah do you wanna you always do a better job. Uh, yeah, of course. Me. And uh, with that, guys, we're going to end this podcast here. I'm Garrett Cardo with my co-host Ryan Mazzozo. We're the Distance Theory Podcast signing out.